0: Our first guest tonight is an Oscar winner and uh, one of our greatest filmmakers. He's got a new book. It's called Cinema Speculation. It comes out on Tuesday. Please welcome Quentin Tarantino. you live mostly in Israel now, huh? Uh, it's about 60-40. It's 60-40, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You do, you will not argue that you do have two children now? Yes, I do, Got absolutely. Got a baby daughter you had over the uh, summer? Yes, absolutely, yes. Uh-huh. Hey. Her uh, name is a- Adriana. Adriana, very nice. And then Leo was your son, right? <laughs> and was my little boy. Leo Tarantino, that's a pretty Leo Tar- Italian <laughs> yeah. name you have right Well, they there. both kind of have Italian names. Yeah, so I guess so. We named
1: Adriana to make her sound like uh, what sounds like Claudia Cardinelli's daughter, all right? You know, what What sounds like an Italian actress's name? Uh, yeah. Adriana Tarantino.
0: Anything with Tarantino in yeah, yeah. it sounds like... Uh, well,
1: especially if you say with Italian
0: vibe. Yeah, sure, if you have some flair, absolutely. <laughs> and are you enjoying Parenthood? Are you, are you good at it? Do you like it? I love it. I Do mean, one of it? the... I'm like, uh, um,
1: one of the only things that, like, gets me is... See, part of the thing about... For my son Leo especially, because he's old enough to follow the little scenarios I come up with is I come up with all these characters, I I create all these stories, I come up with all these running jokes that he loves, I come up with all these themes that he wants to do, and when he likes it, you know, he wants to do it 36 times in a row. Right, yeah, right. So it's like I'm... I finally found my greatest... The audience member (laughs) I've waited for my entire life. (laughs) I have found him. He thinks I'm hysterical. <laughs> These jokes that I come up with, he's never heard them before. He's like, my, my dad is a comic genius to come up with this stuff. I like this joke so much.
0: I want to hear it 36 times in a row. That's nice. You know, but the only thing. And who is, would have guessed he was hiding in your testicles it, the it, whole time? All the time. <laughs> you know?
1: And it's like, if somebody had explained this to me about being a dad, I might have, like, signed up way before the time that I did. However, the one little drawback is he's two and a half. So he's not going to remember any of this stuff. No, no. No, it literally is poetry on the, you're writing poetry on the beach, uh, you know, right okay. in the sand. Because I'm giving, I'm donating my all my energy and like, it's not like he's going to remember it when he's 15. It's not like he's going to remember it when he's 12. He may not remember it. Hey, you remember that thing that we used to do around the couch with the dinosaurs? He's not going to remember that. Yes, of course I remember. It was Dinosaur Walk. That was like my
0: best song that I came up with. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you have, can film everything. Now you can tape everything. I don't do that. That stuff. Yeah, is that right? Of course, they don't do that uh, stuff. Well, you those don't... moments are for us. Is that true?
1: <laughs> those moments are for us. Well, those, I'm those talking Parents about...
0: are swine that feel the need to record other kids' stuff. No, no, wait a minute. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about home movies for your family when everyone gets older. You don't record. Of all people, you don't shoot movies of uh, your one. children. You're. Like,
1: you went into a time machine to describe how home movies were filmed, all right? Yeah, all right, you know. right. No, it's not that they do it all the time. Uh-huh. I was like, no, we have this one moment that we all act weird and like zombies, and then you film it. Right.
0: We do neither of those. You do none of those things, We wow. don't
1: film everything all the time, and we don't get together and let's act
0: weird. OK, all right. I don't really know what you're talking about, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just sounds like you are having no, fun with your boy. No, no, I'm not going to... I
1: mean, okay, no. Like, for instance, if we, if we do Dinosaur Walk, around, I'm like, oh, hey, let's film us doing Dinosaur Walk. Right. And, and record us doing... The stupid dinosaur song that I came up with.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah what no, I'm no. That, that's exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. You could do it, and then he can watch it when you know, at your funeral, he'll he'll have yeah, a, okay. a tear will come down. I think his you're face. trying to get
1: me to sing the song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, no, I wasn't, but it, please do. How does it go? Okay. Oh, great. Okay, so imagine. Okay, imagine the the uh, you, in the living room, the couch is the big. Thing. So, like, he takes his toys and goes around the side of the couch. So imagine this is the back of the couch. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, you're watching TV that way. OK. All right, so it's like, dinosaur, walk, walk, walk. <laughs> dinosaur, walk, walk, walk. Dinosaur, walk, walk, walk. Dinosaur, <laughs> walk. Then we go back the other way. Dinosaur, walk, walk, walk. walk dinosaur, walk, walk, walk. Dinosaur, walk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if ever I get in front of Delightful. I'm actually kind of proud of that one, actually. That, 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 that song-wise, I... Uh, and if you had a band
0: in the living room, it really know, would it was, sing. No, no, that was pretty groovy. I, Let me ask you about You noticed this. that I kind of got right into the groove as soon as you guys picked it up. Quentin, this book I enjoyed very much. Oh, uh, thank you. And I was told it was a book of essays, and then I realized, reading it, it's really an autobiography. Because in that, and tell me if I'm wrong here... So much of your life was yeah. sitting there watching movies and thinking about movies and, like, and analyzing them that it really is the story of you growing up.
1: It's not a 100% biography, but there's a lot of biography. There's a in lot there, in yeah. here, including... Well, one, one of the... Uh, Pauline Kael, actually, once said, they, they asked her, would she ever, after her whole lifetime writing for movies, they asked her, would she ever write her autobiography autobiography? And she said, no, I have. In every single one of my reviews, mm. and and you know, if you go through her reviews, you do get a really good you know uh, uh, take of what kind of person she was in it. So I think if you're writing about movies in a personal way, then you can't help but tell your story.
0: Well, you are you tell the stories of going to the movies with your mom and your stepdad, mm-hmm. and then later, which in a lot of inappropriate movies, some might say, mm-hmm. and then later when they split up, yeah. going on dates, your mom and whoever her date was, uh-huh. and you, the three of you, at these movies, at the adult movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I have to tell you, you know what that made me think? What? Your mom must be hot. <laughs> she you hot. know, Yeah. <laughs> because I can't imagine. No, no, no. no.
1: She um, was like, you know, she, no, it was like, uh, it was like once, she di- once she divorced my stepdad, who was a musician. So that's already like a hit job All uh-huh. right. once she <laughs> divorced my dad she had a a, a for athletes in the 70s so uh-huh. she had a penchant for lakers especially oh really and, yeah some like some uh some football players but
0: mainly were there basketball any, players you didn't mention any names of any lakers were, were there any lakers that we would know that your mom dated yeah a couple really oh but you intentionally well, didn't listen no, well they i didn't they didn't take they were,
1: the, they were the happening dudes. They did that hanging out with me. I see. All right, so they, they didn't, didn't take let it, you let you come. No, Happy Hairston didn't take me to the movies. <laughs> he didn't need to. I got you. He All wasn't right. trying to get in good with mom. I think mom was trying to get in good with him. I see. So he didn't have to, like, do a uh, 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 uh weekend with Quentin. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, uh, but also, uh, neither did uh, Will Chamberlain.
0: Uh, Your mom dated Will Chamberlain? Yeah, yeah. Holy moly, are you kidding me? She's not just a notch on his lipstick case, all right? You know, she dated him for, like, a couple of years. Although I guess a lot of people's moms dated Will Chamberlain, if you think about it. I mean... uh. I doubt... She
1: never pretended like they were exclusive, so I doubt that they were exclusive. But I think, you know,
0: for a couple years, she was like his number one lady. So you go to the movies, <laughs> and then, and this is where it really gets funny, because not only would you go to the movies on these dates, and sometimes the dates would just take you to the movie.
1: <laughs> well, no, that's a situation, though, of, okay, okay, so that's the situation. The guy named about Floyd. Oh, Reggie. Reggie, Reggie, right, yeah. I'm about Reggie, okay, so he's a football player. Okay. All right, so... Reggie's trying to get in good with my mom. She goes, okay, well, you got a son. Well, does he, like, does he like football? No. Well, what does he like? Well, he likes movies. Well, great, so do I. All right, you know? Uh, and so he takes me to the movies on a Saturday. Now, the thing about it was Reggie was this black football player in the 70s. I do not know what team he was on. I imagine it was probably for the Rams. Right. He right. yeah. said so, Los Angeles right. makes sense. Yeah. You know, uh-uh. So uh, it'd be interesting to look Reggie up to find out actually who in the Rams. Was. I can't believe you been, don't that know been. that. Wow. No, I don't know All that. The stuff I met you him know. once. I met him that one time. and <laughs> took him in to the movies, but like it's
0: such a good story. It, it's a great story. It Tell ends up being story. like the.
1: the okay, Tell well, what happened. Well, the thing about it is, so Reggie, t- uh, uh, so Reggie's going to take me to the movies. Now, uh, <laughs> I've been wanting to see these black exploitation movies that I've been seeing on the trailers on Soul Train a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, but they haven't been played around El Segundo. Where I live. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so Reggie takes me to this really wild place where it's like a big theater district with huge theaters, of, you know, one across the street from the other. And I'd been to Hollywood before, so I knew their theater row. And I'd been to Westwood before, so I knew their theater row. So I didn't know where I was. Where I was was in downtown LA. I was in the Broadway district where all those really cool old movie theaters have been there since the 20s. Well, in 1972, they were taken over by exploitation Cinema. I'm a white boy at 10 in a black movie theater in downtown LA in 1972, watching the Saturday night opening show of a new Jim Brown movie. Mm -hmm. And being raised by uh, uh, a single mother, it was about the most masculine experience I had ever experienced in in, in public. Mm -hmm. And there was a degree that every time Every time I either went to a movie or made a movie, I was looking to recreate the experience of watching a Jim Brown movie in 1972, wow. you know, in a black movie theater.
0: And do you, what the part I wanted to ask about is what you yelled out at the screen. Well, not at the Jim Brown movie. Oh, that was the other movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah okay.
1: There was another movie. It was like a social drama movie called The Bus is Coming. I remember the title very distinctly, even though I've never seen The Bus is Coming since because the audience hated the movie so much, so much. We came in, there was like the last 45 minutes to go because we were there to see Black Gun. Okay, so the last 45 minutes of the bus is coming, the audience hated it so much that they're just yelling insults, just yelling them at the, at the screen. Just, and and the, the more contempt for the movie they had, the dirtier their insults got and the more personal they got to the people on screen. Now hearing a bunch of adults scream at a screen like this was a little bit disconcerting at the very beginning. But, like, those guys got funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier. And so pretty soon I was just, like, like uncontrollably giggling. I'm just like, you know, any little 10-year-old boy is going to just be funny, going to think all these adults screaming curses at the screen. is hysterical. And then finally I hear somebody hear an expression that I've never heard before in my life. All of a sudden, somebody yelled up at the screen, suck my <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I knew what all those words meant. <laughs> but I never heard them said that way. And together. I never, wow, I knew exactly what that meant. <laughs> and then at a certain point, I felt emboldened to join in. <laughs> <laughs> my little squeaky 10-year-old voice, like, me, 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 you know? Kind of quick and, check Reggie, make sure it's okay. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, oh, all good, all good,
0: all good. You Quentin know? Tarantino is here. This is his book. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're back with Quentin Tarantino, and we are talking about his new book as Edgar Winter sits in with the Cletones. The book is... Now, um, uh, I didn't, you know, uh, you write a lot about movie critics and what they write. And I have to be honest, I didn't know that movie critics meant that much to you. I just always kind of assumed you're a guy, like, super confident guy. You do what you want to do, and that's that, and it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. But you really see the movie criticism as its own art form, and also you... So I'm throwing my hat in the ring. yeah, Yeah, yeah. And there's a particular movie critic who used to write for the LA Times. There's two, one you loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Kevin Thomas, yeah. Kevin
0: Thomas, and then one you used to make fun of with your friends. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, Shay-
0: uh, 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 Sheila Benson. Sheila yeah, Benson. Uh, yeah. uh, so, <laughs> Sheila Benson, describe what it was that was funny okay, about okay. Sheila Benson. Sheila
1: Benson was, uh... okay, you're talking about, yes, you remember, you're talking about the Los Angeles Times, you're talking about the main newspaper of the town of Los Angeles where they make movies. So the first-string critic should be kind of an important person. You should have, they have a lot of sway. Um, but the Los Angeles Times had a penchant for uh, <laughs> choosing uh, laughingstocks as their first-string critic. Uh-huh. Okay? Kevin, Kevin Thomas was like a, a second-string critic for like three tenures. But uh, in the 80s, when it came to Sheila Benson, she's like this school-marmish, like, Cub Scout den mother Mm -hmm. that's just a buzzkill about everything. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing about her is it's not that she didn't have her own opinion. I think her writing was the joke, but it's not that she didn't have (laughs) Her own opinion that could work for her own constituency. All right? But like it would be for McCall's magazine. Right, right. Or something like that. Not for the, the Los Angeles effing times.
0: So anyway, I'm reading the book. Yeah. And I read about Sheila, who I, you know, I remember her name, but I don't really remember much about her. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, at the same time, showing my kids Back to the Future for the first okay, time. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, oh, this is such a great movie. And I thought, I wonder what the reaction this movie was when it came out. And Bow. I go on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's a 97% fresh. And I said, who was the maniac that gave this a bad review? And I scroll down, and sure enough, Benson! Sheila Benson. And I was just, I mean, it was weird that no, no, I was it. You know, it, it. was
1: funny. I, I joke about it in the book. It was like me and my very first girlfriend, Grace Lovelace, we would, uh, um, she was into film criticism as well. But back at that time, I didn't think about how the writers wrote. It was simply about their personality that they got across mm-hmm. and their opinions. That's all I cared about. I didn't even, I couldn't tell if the writers were right, were technically writing good or bad, except for Sheila Benson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we would quote <laughs> Sheila Benson's like reviews to each other to make the other one smirk. You uh, you said that there are very few perfect movies, and one of them is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, which surprised me. You know, and what are the other perfect movies?
1: Uh, well, there's not many of them. That's uh, that just bemoans that the fact that like you know the. Film art form is hard. Uh, yeah. And look, when you say perfect movies, you're talking about you know, any individual person's aesthetic. Yeah. But, right. I, but, but even trying to, to account for all aesthetics, even but a perfect movie kind of crosses all aesthetics to one degree or another. Might not be your cup of tea, but there's nothing you can say to bring it down. And uh, I think Jaws fits into that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think The Exorcist
0: mm-hmm.
1: fits into that. I think Annie Hall fits mm-hmm. into that. I think some people could say uh, Young Frankenstein. Fits I would into say that. that. Yeah, 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 I can understand that. I can understand thinking that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I could say The Wild Bunch fits into that, uh-huh. all right? And that's not even not a perfect movie. That's not perfect. That Its imperfections are part of its glory, uh-huh. all right? You know, uh, so let me take The Wild Bunch off, all right? But, you know, but... Uh, 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 no, but that's kind of the point, though. Right. That it's
0: like something that's so unassailable. Right. I learned some things that I did not know. Maybe I should know. I didn't Back know. to the Future uh, is a perfect, perfect movie. Perfect movie, yeah. A perfect movie, yeah. I think that, not according to Sheila, though, you know? <laughs> oh, you know what I need to ask you about? I don't know if you heard about it. I'm sure you heard about this. Kanye West said uh-huh. that he came up with the idea for Django Unchained. <laughs> he said that uh, when he was making the uh, video, Gold Digger video, with yeah. Jamie Foxx, he pitched it to you guys. Yeah as a video and then you made is there any truth to that okay well
1: there, there's not truth to the idea that kanye west came up with the idea of django and then he told it to me and i go hey wow that's a really great idea let me take kanye's idea and make django unchained out of it because that didn't happen okay i'd had the idea for django for a while before i ever met kanye he wanted to do uh a giant movie version of College Dropout, the way he did the album. So he wanted to get big directors to do uh, a different tracks from the album and then, like, release it as this, like, giant movie. with all the, uh, Not videos. No, that's nothing as crass as videos. Mm-hmm. They were movies. Gotcha. They were going to be movies based on each of the, uh, each of the uh, different tracks. And so... Um, So we used it as an excuse, me and Kanye, we used it as an excuse to meet each other. And so we met each other, and we had a really good time. And he did have an idea for a video, and I do think it was for the Gold Digger video, that he would be a slave. And the whole thing was the slave narrative, where he's a slave, and he's singing Gold Digger. And it was very funny. It was a really, really funny idea. It was a funny slave video. Yeah, it was. I mean, Yeah, yeah. It was was meant to be ironic, all right? right? It was meant to be, you know, and it's like a huge musical. I mean, like, no expenses spared, all right, with him in this, like, slave rag outfit, all right, doing everything. And then that was also part of of the pushback on it. And I wish he had done it. It sounded really cool. Anyway, that's what he's referring to when he said that he told me Okay.
0: one more thing I want to ask you. What's the biggest movie, the most well-known or well-respected or whatever movie that you've never seen? Oh, there's a few. Uh, um... Because when I read this book, I feel like you know everything that has ever been put on a screen.
1: I've never seen Sound of Music.
0: What? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Sound, the Sound of Sound Music. Sound of Music. Wow. I've never seen Sound of Music. Wow. I'd love to watch that with you. <laughs> The Hills Are Alive. This is the book Cinema Speculation. (laughs) Available on Tuesday. Quentin Tarantino, everybody, will be back.